Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of the podcast. My name is Abhishek and I am joined by my co-host Kuntal. We both are co-founders of Digicorp. And what is Digicorp, Kuntal? Yeah, well, so uh, we are a startup that helps startup build tech products. And we also have our own startups. So we are kind of venture builders and that is what we do to stay relevant. Okay. And why do we do podcast? D podcast, I mean. Okay, so D podcast is Digicorp podcast. Here what we do is we cover the stories of the founders and entrepreneurs whom we love, respect and admire and we learn a lot from them and that is what we think our listeners will also enjoy. Right. Uh, we listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, like one from uh, How I Built This from NPR and there are so many of them. We learn a lot of things from those podcasts and we feel that it is our duty to give something back to the community of entrepreneurs. All right. So talking about today's episode. Now, today's episode is very, very special. It is very special because we have a female entrepreneur, Rushali Parikh, as our guest. And we all know that the world needs a lot more of them. Let me introduce her briefly. Uh, Rushali Parikh is a managing director, products and operations of Major One Incorporation, an analytics company focused on student loan industry of USA. Uh, she is a seasoned financial engineer with student loan investment banking and software development experience. Prior to joining Major One, she founded Securitix here in India to provide independent third-party cash flow modeling and analysis of student loan data. And before that, she was an investment banker at Deutsche Bank. I know it is quite a mouthful. So let us let us take a step back, uh, Rushali. Let's start from the start. How did it all begin? So Abhishek, first of all, thank you so much for having me on this. I'm really humbled to to be here and uh, given that it's only your third post podcast and you've thought of me to do it, it's uh, it's really nice of you guys. So thank you. Um, so how it all began, basically I, I was working at Deutsche Bank in the student loan sector and uh, I had just moved back to India. Uh, this was in 2008. Um, and during my experience with Deutsche Bank, I had found a, a gap in uh, in the industry um, to do really specific cash flow modeling work for student loans. So uh, there was a gap which I thought I could do something about and uh, we set up or we built a cash flow model. Um, we built a tool that could do cash flow projections for, um, for student loans. So uh, that is what Securitics did. Um, and and that is how I began. So uh, initially, it was just me doing the work. Uh, I had hired one software developer, and we were sitting in one corner of my dad's office, uh, building this tool out. Um, the market for this tool was in the U.S., so I, I made several trips to the U.S. to um, to to get customers to gain adoption of what we were doing here. Um, so that was it. Okay. So see, I think uh, we will need uh, to probably further simplify you need to tell us what is student loan and why student loan data is important okay sure um so student loans in the u.s right uh, in in the u.s most of the students get funded by taking out loans on their own or or loans which get uh, co-signed by either their parents or uh, their relatives or friends um so the student loan sector in the u.s is a huge market you know given that we have studied in India, for us, loans are not that important when we think about our education. But in the US, um, student loans are almost like second nature. You know, you have to 
get a loan to get into um, to be able to study further for university which is why student loans are a huge market it's currently a 1.4 trillion dollar market you know so there is it it's it's a huge market where uh, there are a lot of investors there are a lot of lenders there's a capital market as well where uh, there are bond investors who invest in student loans so there is a lot of need for analytics in this space and a lot of need for data which would drive that analytics so um and given my experience in deutsche bank you know uh, i understood student loans very well which is which is why um securities did student loans so okay so as far as i understand uh, you in a way aggregated all this data uh, from some sources and uh, probably make it more analyzable or readable for the investors so that they can make better decisions to whether you know they would like to invest in this the segment of student loan or not is that right in a way yes in a way yes uh, so uh, the the product we have uh, the cash flow model actually which is what we started with was uh, was built to take data from a client and a client would be like an investor in the student loan space and um, project how their portfolio would perform in the future but along the way we also started collecting as you mentioned abhishek that we also started gathering a lot of data available publicly so um, there are a lot of reports available in the market just publicly available in pdfs where uh, the data is available in different formats you know in different um, with different calculations but uh, it's ne- it's not all aggregated in one place so it's very difficult for people to use that information in a um, it, so it's not usable right it's very difficult to use it in some way um which is what we did so we built a team who would manually get all that information we would standardize it and put it into a usable form in a database um and and use it for further an- analytics yeah. makes sense all right so you started securities somewhere mm-hmm. in 2008 and then right. probably somewhere in 2011 uh, major one uh, came uh, so can you uh, explain this transition from securities to major one sure Um so 2008 to 2011 was uh, probably the most challenging time of my life almost you know it it was a matter of um, survival almost about uh, you know constant introspection about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and uh, whether it's it's going to lead to something or not you know we started securities but um it was very difficult to market it because uh, sitting in India with no partner in the US and trying to sell to these large global uh investors and banks was was a huge challenge at that time so uh as one of the marketing trips um my boss at Deutsche Bank actually had put me in touch with a few people in the student loan space who he thought would be uh interested in what i'm doing and through and through people i got in touch with Dan Feshback who's the CEO of Measure One um and i flew out to San Francisco to meet him and this was in uh, 2009 um he seemed very interested in what i was doing uh, dan's if you know daniel you won't be surprised but he's he's uh, you know very keen on doing new things he loves to meet new people he loves to um you know experiment with uh, with new ideas um so so that was an interesting meeting in 2009 but then nothing came out of it till 2011 you know i hadn't been in touch with dan uh, since that meeting but in 2011 he came he wrote me an email asking if i was still interested in doing something together so um that was how the whole collaboration between securities and measure one started in in 2011 and then dan and i uh, worked together to build um the products to build our products uh, at measure one 
and securitics became um an exclusive partner for major one um to run to run all the operations and build products okay so i i mean from 2011 you started collaborating exclusively with major one and eventually mm-hmm. uh, became part of major one right right so very recently actually just in october 2016 is when uh, we shut securitics and now uh, now we're all major one so major okay. one india is actually now a wholly owned subsidiary of the us company great congratulations all right so uh, as i understand you are into analytics domain and if i were to ask you that what are the most important questions that you answer for your clients few like a couple of them sure um so you know since those days when we started working together since securitics and major one started working together we've built a lot of different products a lot of different hooks and technologies which are used uh, by lenders by investors uh, by universities as well um, you know by by all sorts of participants in the student loan sector to analyze um, how loans are doing right so there are lots of questions that can be answered by data right at the end of the day if you have good data there's there's so much insight that you can glean out of it so um from historical analysis of how your portfolio has been performing in the past to coming up with assumptions about how it will perform in the future all the way to tying different types of data together so if you have a lot of academic data and you want to tie it to how loans are doing you know so if if you have um data about students and how they did in school uh, and then you also have data about their student loans you can tie it together and see how um how correlated their academic performance is with their loan performance so those are the kind of insights we're getting using our products or oh, interesting so uh so uh, how is your team like who all are in your team and you know what do they all do mm-hmm. so we have a very um very uh wide team i can say almost so we have folks um or i can say that we have three different functional areas in our team uh we have uh, operations which is our data entry team um uh, which is seven people right now we have two more people joining soon in the next two weeks um we're also adding a customer support uh, role there so one is operations the second is analytics which is actually taking the data and converting it into um, into dashboards and visualizations and reports uh, so we have five people in analytics um and then technology which is a new segment for us actually and kuntal you'll know this more than anyone <laughs> right we've been outsourcing it to you uh, for the longest time but now we're finally um, building out our technology team internally so right now we have um, nine people in technology um and we're building in, building that out so we're hiring a lot more people there um and then administration and management so we're five people there so all in we're we're 26 right now um 29 in the next two weeks and and we have 10 open positions right now which we're trying to fill very very quickly you know almost tomorrow if we could so um, we're growing at a very fast rate and and we're hiring all sorts of people across uh, different domains and functional areas all right so that's great news for people who are uh, looking at probably you know career in programming and mm-hmm. at the same time if they are interested in uh, financial uh, companies absolutely right? okay and uh, probably a true mnc oh yes <laughs> a true mnc in amdavad yeah you okay. got it <laughs> all right uh, and your role or or your designation right now in major one is managing director products and operations mm-hmm. so you are uh, responsible for creating various products 
so you i mean you work on existing products or you are also responsible for creating new products so um we do both um my team has actually built all the products that we have currently at measure one so we're actively involved in uh, in in adding new features to it enhancing those products and also maintaining those so see one thing i know for sure is that you work very very hard you know i have <laughs> i have always seen you as uh, it's like a you know very very hard working woman and you know we always respected you for that so i mean it is still the case you do you see yourself slowing down a little bit in near future or it is going to increase <laughs> yeah i mean i always hope that i will have a few nights off you know i won't be taking calls till 12 o'clock at night but uh, it it still continues you know I, hopefully i'll uh, i'll be a better manager of my own time and i'll have um, um i'll be able to plan plan my life slightly better and and have some more time for myself but so far given all the different things we're doing um it still continues so we're a tiny company you know we're a small company but we're doing many 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 things and we continue to do um to add new things to our portfolio so so it takes up a lot of uh, time and effort and and who are your competitors in the us so um we're in a very unique space actually and uh, we have um different products which cater to different segments so for each of those segments there are several different competitors but overall as if you think of measure one as one company uh i would i wouldn't say there's any other company who does everything that we do you know so for each segment of what we do yes you'll find other companies um but not not all in and why is that like i mean because the work is very difficult for let's say to do i mean whatever all mm-hmm. the things which you are doing so or it requires a lot of capital or what is the reason I don't think it's either of that actually it's just a matter of um, barrier to entry actually is very high because um, in the student loan space we're in a data business in related to student loans okay and this industry is very very tightly regulated it's it's um, people in this industry are are um, not very open to giving their data to a third party you know so the barrier to entry in, into this industry is very high it's taken so dan was actually a seasoned entrepreneur in the data business he had built a similar company for mortgages before he started measure one uh, which was called loan performance and uh, so he had you know he knew how to do this he'd done it in the past but even then even for him it was so difficult to uh, get traction with uh, the student loan sector okay so for example for any new company mm-hmm. you mean to say that it is very very difficult to get that uh, you know data from various sources right so i mean you guys are like their exclusive partners for data already or you have done something which is you know will be which will be very very difficult for others to replicate mm-hmm. something like that so we're not uh, we're not exclusive partners but we've built that trust now so we've built that uh, that that trust and that name of being sort of the go to company for uh, student loan data and analytics so Uh, we've been working with the the top 5 lenders or the top 6 lenders actually in the US um since the last um 6 years now so you know now we've we've uh, made that name for ourselves which is now taking us forward great so um one thing like if i read through your journey you have probably started as a programmer and now probably you are managing the whole company mm-hmm. so what difference do you see and how do you see the journey overall So I was never a programmer actually. I did programming somehow and I know it was horrible programming. But um yeah, I initially when I started I I did data entry, I did uh, a little bit of weird programming. I also 
built dashboards in off the shelf tools um so I, i was always very very hands on and i think i still am you know so the transition from being hands on being being a single person company building all your tools to becoming a manager of a team itself was extremely difficult for me you know how do you delegate and still maintain that level of uh, quality was was a huge concern and then from there on there was another level which is uh, from managing a team to becoming more of a strategic leader in the company where you have to think through a uh, strategy and how the team should work and how um, you know our processes and everything should be set up which is a completely different level which currently is my biggest challenge you know that is the transition i'm going through now and um, that's that's also very difficult but yeah i think hopefully i'll get the hang of it sooner or later no no you'll definitely get hang of it <laughs> all right so in your journey what do you consider as your biggest challenge so at every stage actually there were challenges right initially when um, before measure one it was a challenge of survival how do i get through every day like every day going to my dad's office sitting in that corner looking at my computer and trying to find someone who would buy this product that we're building um and trying to keep it sustainable you know we were taking investments from the family putting in my own money and and um, where do i see it going that was a huge challenge initially um then as measure one came on board it was a quality was a challenge right we're in india we have uh, a team in india how do we maintain the level of quality that the us demands and how do we do it in the right way um the other challenge was building the right product so uh, being slightly away from the, the market uh, obviously we have a fantastic team in the us who who gives us constant feedback about what the market wants but uh, translating that into a product was also a little bit of a challenge um and now the challenge is how do we scale so now we've kind of established ourselves in the market and we have tremendous opportunities in in several different products that we're working in um and it's it's about building a team that can scale that can that can build products that can scale and uh, be sustainable at the same time so can you explain one of the uh, probably most recent or most exciting products you are working on sure so this one um the most exciting product we're working on right now we haven't even named the product actually it's okay. it's a hook into um, into a loan application form uh, which would let students use their um, academic data in their loan decisioning so um students would send us their transcript through their loan application and we would use the transcript we would score the transcript in real time and we would return the score back to the lender who would then use that score to determine whether or not the student gets a loan and if the student gets a loan what interest rate what terms should be offered to the loan so to how, the student sorry so how, yeah so how does it work right now i mean uh, don't scores matter in mm-hmm. getting loans So in the US uh, there's something called a credit score right you must you might have heard of FICO score or credit score so all lending even student lending currently is being done only on the basis of FICO scores but students are um, in their initial stages of building um, a credit score right they're just starting off as being responsible financial borrowers so they don't really have a credit score to start with so it's very difficult for students to get student loans just based on their own uh, credit score because of which one they might not be eligible for a loan or to be eligible for a loan they might need to go and get a co-signer who is a parent or a or a relative or someone to sign along with them so the measure one score actually really helps students who are doing well academically um to get access to uh, to decent sources of funding 
so your plan is uh, let's say to get better rates for mm-hmm. students who actually who are doing actually well academically correct so, so right now as, as far as i understand right now uh, you know the scores don't matter at all mm-hmm. i mean you know they they are only uh, social score or uh, the the, the credit s- score the credit score only matters which correct. is you know hardly there for students mm-hmm. so i believe probably one of the best uh, thing about your product now is that you know students can actually get loans on scores which really matter for correct. those loans Yeah it's the scores that they've worked so hard towards right you right. you've spent your heart and soul into getting good grades and your uh, your sincere student you should get some reward for it as well which is the premise of this tool nice so that means that people not scoring well will find it difficult to get the loan well not any more <laughs> difficult than it is right now <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so uh one other side like uh, i i meet many people who always wants to know they want to come back to india and they are currently in us mm-hmm. and they want to come back to india and they ask how are the opportunities in ahmedabad mm-hmm. so i understand that you came back somewhere around 2006 7 2008 2008 i see all right so uh, what was like what was your thought then i loved being in the us i loved everything about it i loved the work culture i had a fantastic job uh but my family was in india you know and that was what was driving me my fiance at that time husband now for a long time uh was in ahmedabad and which was one of the reasons i moved back but um one thing is for sure that i wouldn't have been done, being able to do what i did were i not in ahmedabad you know the only reason i could do this is because my family is so nearby um like i can hand over my 3 year old to my mom saying okay here you have him and i'm going to go to the office so uh, that's the only way this was possible so that wouldn't have been possible if i were not in in ahmedabad so anyone planning to move to ahmedabad what is the scenario now is it something better than 2008 or yeah i definitely think so i i keep hearing about uh, lots of cool companies here in ahmedabad now we're uh, you know e- even in technology you can say this much better than i can <laughs> but uh, there are lots more opportunities now than there were back then in all sorts of segments right not just uh, technology but even finance and other segments as well okay so another thing is uh, as a data analytics company do you see machine learning or ai techniques being used at your company or driving your you know future products absolutely actually it's it's a very intrinsic part of uh, some of the goals we have uh, for the next um, version of our product i can say so we're definitely actively exploring it so how much part do you think the luck played in your journey so far <laughs> um so you can call it luck you can call it fate or destiny but um, obviously a huge a huge part of where i am right now is because of that um so to tell you a little story um i after i graduated with my masters at michigan um it was a masters in electrical engineering and i got a job in um it was a medical device company in the us itself um and they applied for my h1 visa but it was late by a day so um i didn't get an h1 and i had to either come back to india or uh, take up something else uh, or take up another degree and be in the us so i decided to uh, study further and got a sec- second masters in financial engineering so um, i was always very interested in in finance and in business and and things and given my background in engin- engineering uh financial engineering seemed to be the right combination of uh, of of things that i've done in the past you know so 
that one day made me take up financial engineering which is why um i got into deutsche bank and which is why um you know measure one happened so that's completely luck or fate or destiny whatever you want to call it also another thing i think which contributed to it is um meeting dan so i didn't know dan at all i didn't uh, you know i hadn't um looked him up specifically um it was through my ex boss who told me to go and meet someone who then gave me uh, dan's contact and i decided to just take the 5 hour flight out to san francisco to meet him for a day um which changed my life so it's it's completely destiny and you mentioned something about i mean you were always interested in finances and you know the mm-hmm. engineering and all but generally you know this is not the industry where you see a lot of females around right <laughs> That's i mean true. specifically uh, you, you we do not see a lot of female founders and you know this is like financial industry we are talking about so how do you cope up with that mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh, the lucky thing for me is uh, is that i don't have to be the face of the company <laughs> which is what i like so um, i can be the person running the machine as such you know i and i let the smarter people do the the more uh, difficult work for me so uh it's not a huge challenge for me i just have to look after the technology and the operations which is which is perfect but i'm sure dan won't mind you know you being the face of the company <laughs> <laughs> he might not but i i'm sure i would mind it a lot <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, uh would you like to say something for the uh, startup founders uh, or in especially female founders uh yeah that i i know that this journey is super tough you know it's it's never going to be um it's never going to be easy but uh, as long as you keep at it never give up and uh, you know things um, just get better all right okay one uh, thing from mind so how do you keep learning what is the preferred way for you to learn mm mm-hmm. um so actually a lot of my learning is on the job so we have uh, you know we have a really amazing team in the us and uh, we do um i get a lot of feedback from them about uh, about the market and about what uh, is needed in the market so that's one source of learning for me in terms of technology that's slightly alien for me because i don't have a strong technical background even though i do have an engineering degree which sounds weird um but that is is very new for me and um, i read a lot i um, i try to talk to people who are uh, experts in this space uh, we hire really good consultants who are um, all over the world actually in india as well as in the us we hire good consultants who help me learn how to do things the right way great great so i was just trying to check out if giving you a book would help you or not <laughs> we usually uh, you know gift our guests a book nice yeah so so we are sure that you'll be reading it right you yeah. bet okay <laughs> all right so kuntal do you have anything else or no i think it would be it would be not good to ask how was her experience with digicorp <laughs> <laughs> You Maybe. can go right ahead. I'll answer anyway. It was absolutely fantastic. I don't want the, don't want the <laughs> honest feedback right now. <laughs> no, so I mean, for the audience, we worked uh, with Rushali for uh, probably five, six years mm-hmm. at least, and uh, you know the experience from our end has been really fantastic. We cannot say the same from her end. So let her answer that question. <laughs> no, likewise, actually, Digicorp has been instrumental actually in getting our products up and running quickly. um so i wouldn't have known how to do it myself so um both of you abhishek and kuntal have been um absolutely perfect uh, for me to to get what we needed to get done at that time okay so let me tell you one inside story mm-hmm. 
मोस्ट ऑफ अवर एम्प्लॉज फील दैट रुशाल इज द बेस्ट क्लाइंट टू वर्क विथ with all sorts of technologies actually java angular js uh, we're looking for leaders as well we're looking for someone who can lead our um, our operations team like a bpo manager um but that's all technical you know at, at the end of the day i want sincere people we want people who really love doing what they're doing um and who who not in it just for the money but actually to um to contribute to building something from ground up um and who just who just love working in um, you know new technologies and in a cool office in a cool office all right so that's it everyone my name is abhishek my co-host kuntal we are co-founders of digicorp and we had rushali parik as our guest managing director products and operations of major one inc you can rate this podcast on itunes or soundcloud or however you get your podcast and please please give us feedback on how can we improve We know that we are not doing a great job at this but we are just starting and we really hope that we will improve from here on so we really look forward to have your feedback thank you